The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today Stuart Pierce. And I've been really looking forward to this for a few weeks and also to hearing Stuart's own particular voice because that is his expertise as the master of voice formerly at the Shakespeare Globe Theatre where Stuart worked with some very well-known people in terms of helping them to come to terms with their own voice but also there's another side to Stuart which is much more on the uh, metaphysical realm although I guess they are absolutely totally uh, interconnected Uh, and I'm just delighted to have Stuart on the show today where we're going to cover a lot of ground in a number of different areas so, Stuart, welcome to the show. Hey, Peter. What a, what a wonderful experience this is. What an honor to be here. So thank you so much for inviting me. Well, and my pleasure. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your background because it seems uh, quite colorful mm. in the sense that you were a part of the royal household in England uh, when you were a child and uh, working with the Shakespeare Globe Theatre and then moving into the archangelic realm. So just give us a little bit of background about yourself. Mm, it's, um, it's been an interesting destiny, been an interesting journey over the last 60 years. Um, <clears throat> I suppose that the, the theme of what you're approaching as you ask me the question is the fact that um, I've been surrounded by a lot of rather powerful people in the world. You know, having been, my, my father was uh, a royal servant so as a child, I was constantly surrounded by the presence of royalty. And in fact, I think the first six years of my life, we, we, we had a, an apartment in St. James's Palace and then we given a house by the Queen. So, yeah, so um, I was very much aware of the whole substance of ritual and the theater of uh, protocol, uh, which were themes that triggered huge areas of consciousness within me, particularly as a child, because I experienced a rare degree of sensitivity in the sense of being able to see spirit, to see fairy, to see uh, the multidimensional universe. And um, I had a series of learning challenges at that time where I couldn't seem to be able to do what um, other other people found very easily. 
uh, able to do, particularly my brother, who's a year older, who was a, an academic brilliance, and I could not read at all. In, in, in fact, did not speak for the first five years of my life. Um, however, we leapt forward, and I found a way of being able to tell stories when I spoke, and indeed learned how to read at the age of about 14. The reason why all of this came about is because although it wasn't defined in the 50s and the early 60s as I grew, that I was experiencing something called synesthesia. So it, I literally saw sound and found it very difficult to register the printed word. In fact, I learned how to read through singing, not through speaking, uh, because I was uh, apparently as a child constantly humming or, or singing the odd melody. And my mother had the inspiration, the genius, to put me into a church choir at the age of 9, 10, 11, and that's where I began to read, not through speaking, but through singing. Because literally, as I held the, the manuscript in front of me in the chorus of choristers in the choir, I um, was able to see the word that was denoted beneath a note. And the notes for me were a form of topography, so they took on this sort of beautiful geography in, in, the, um, in the cartography of the way that the page looked. And as a result of that, I began to ape the other boys and read the words. So it was quite, quite an interesting um, way of being able to learn that, that basic skill. And then, so, Stuart, uh, as before a result, you, before you move I was on, just to have a voice and you know, move forward and worked with some very extraordinary people, which led me through to uh, meeting Mark Rylance, who's a very extraordinary actor and indeed was appointed as the first artistic director of Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. So I was part of the steering committee that opened the theatre, uh, which is, it, it, it sounds as though it's a sort of rather lofty Disney-like um, concept or theme or project. But in fact, the whole idea was to produce the mighty wisdom of Shakespeare in a way that was palatable for modern-day audiences. So although we built this building that was a reconstruction of the theatre that would have been there in 1597, um, that actually the ethos of the company was one of complete grace and dignity of labor. So we were engaging in finding how sound is at the core of creation. Indeed, the Elizabethans believed that all speech was decorated silence, which is something that we can really, um, really understand in our noise-filled cultures today. And so for them, sound was at the very core of the way that these great stories could be spoken. And so, again, you know, during that period, I had experience of working with some very extraordinary actors like Vanessa Redgrave and, uh, and Mark himself and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes, yeah, so it's been an interesting journey, this destiny, but always in the direction of understanding how theater, the great stories, can support an understanding of the way that our lives are evolutionary and transcendent. And um, the form of ritual, that ritual takes us into a very deep experience of the way that our intellect marries with our physiology and therefore brings forth the unified, super coherent nature of our soul so that we can begin to really recognize what this journey is all about. So, Stuart, I'd love you just to, to go back. Long, just long to... answer to your question. <laughs> That's okay. But what I'd love you to do is to go back uh, to, to the synesthesia question yeah. because I know uh, children in schools who have that and it causes a great deal of challenge for them and, I'm, and it may well be that a number of our listeners won't even know what it is. So just give us a little bit more uh, understanding of what synesthesia is actually like to have and what it actually is. Mm. 
Well, quite literally, synesthesia means a crossover of the senses. So it means, in my case, that I saw sound. So literally, as, as people spoke, I would see their energy fields expand. I still can see this today. And to move between the so-called space that exists between we human beings or indeed between ourselves and the matter that we sit on or, or sit at or live in or work in. Um, of course, other forms of synesthesia are in relation to the, all five senses. And indeed, I believe that there are forms of synesthesia that are that moves into psychic phenomena. For example, if we're clairsentient, often people um, who smell voices, psychic voices when they're arising, or indeed hear light. So there are these very interesting combinations of possibility. I would suggest to us that although we have five senses, that synesthesia, generally speaking, exists in the domain of vision, the auditory nature of consciousness, and the kinesthetic or the feeling nature of consciousness. But certainly um, a lot of people, well, I think we all experience this to a certain extent, that we can smell something, whether it be a beautiful perfume or something that's cooking or maybe even the flora of our natural world. And memories are triggered deep within us from way back, way back, way back. And so that's, in, in, in short, what synesthesia um, is from a sort of academic definition. And it affects a huge number of people, a vast proportion of our, of our population. Uh, it's just that it's very cleverly masked because I believe that in the early formative years of education, we find ways of being able to trick the counsel of the teaching into understanding that we are um, fitting in on a conventional level with whatever system is being recommended to us. And then suddenly, of course, it appears in much more acute ways when that system is breaking down and the, the child or the adult finds it just simply very difficult to fit into the vibration of what is intended for them. Thank you. That's a, that's a great answer. So I want to actually move on now and, and, and talk about, uh, obviously, what your experiences um, in the Globe Theatre and elsewhere led you to, which was to write a book called The Alchemy of Voice. And I am personally directly involved with alchemy, and so I'm delighted to see the title and hear the title. Um, mm. But from your perspective, obviously, you're, you're working with voice in the alchemical process. So just explain to our listeners how, how that works for you and, and a little bit about the book. Mm. Well, I suppose it really goes back to a time before the globe existed. Um, it was certainly a thought in the mind of the great American actor, Sam Wanamaker, who had left the United States and moved to the United Kingdom during the McCarthy period when he was deemed to be a communist and so left and, and took his great craft to the United Kingdom. Um, and indeed, the story goes that there he was walking along the South Bank, which, for those of you who don't know, is the South Bank of the River Thames. So it's directly opposite St. Paul's Cathedral, if you've ever seen a photograph of it, and therefore directly opposite the city of London proper. And he was walking along there because that he knew, we know from history, that that's where the, the great theatres like the Globe and the Curtain and the Rose were established. And he couldn't find it. There was a simple brass plaque on the wall, which had actually been given to the British government by the people of India, who hold Shakespeare as being one of their greatest heroes. 
because Indian people per se love the great stories. And um, he was so appalled by the fact that he didn't find a beautiful building that denoted the, the, the great history of this man, that he gave his life to the creation of Shakespeare's life. However, to the real point of your question, my journey started much earlier than my time at the Globe. It really started during the 70s when I worked as an actor, because it was apparent that I could not actually engage in the academic might of most of my peers, at least that, that was how I was deemed because I simply thought in a very different way. I thought in a right-brain way. I thought in a synesthetic way about the way that I could acquire the basic skills that allowed me to develop social, you know, social patterns of intercourse with people and so I could develop very basic relationship skills. Um, but people all the time kept on saying, but you tell stories with the most amazing gusto. Have you ever thought of becoming an actor? And so to cut a long story short, during the 70s I worked as an actor and in fact, uh, moved with the Royal Shakespeare Company to New York City, where we performed uh, a show on Broadway. And uh, I became so in love with the nature of the American dream that I stayed on when the company had finished its, its tour and gained work on Broadway. And then found myself uh, literally um, in a very successful casting and was cast in a movie. So I was moving from New York City to Los Angeles, and this is where the Wheel of Fortune turned for me by the telephone ringing as I was packing the apartment in New York City. And it was my brother, who's a year older, saying, are you sitting down? And in that moment, I knew exactly what he was actually going to say. And in fact, what he imparted to me was that our mother had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. So here I was facing this film, but also listening to the horror of the fact that this person who we considered very dear who was a very exceptional woman and whom we loved unconditionally, was dying at the age of 59. So I gave the movie up and went back to the United Kingdom and nursed her for a whole year. And during that time, I began to switch back into or switch back onto some of the metaphysical faculties that I had as a child that I'd spoken of as a child and, and you know, literally um, had shared my impressions and my perceptions but it was evidently disagreeable to most of my teachers and also to my father, so I switched off. And here I was opening back to the possibility of what my psyche and clairvoyance was all about. My mother passed, and during her, her, her passing, um, I think at least a, a week after her death, she came to me in spirit and said that I would, needed to apply myself to the great skill that I had of being able to open sound as a meaningful entity that brought people together. I didn't really understand what that meant, but a week later, the telephone rang yet again, and the wheel of fortune turned. And here was Cicely Berry, who was the voice director of the RSC, saying, what are you doing? And so I told her my story, and um, the fact that I'd lost my agent and my manager, and so forth and so forth, I was no longer acting. And um, she said, well, come and teach for me. So it was really Cicely who gave me my first job, and I taught at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama and then became the head of voice at the at Weather Douglas. As soon as you want to hold you there because we're coming up to our first break. And we'll return to the, the story of how you began with the alchemy oh, right. voice in a moment. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertung.com, where all of the shows, over 200 shows now, have been archived and are there for your pleasure, free. And also the, my monthly newsletters, where we are giving you updates on a regular basis to uh, the activities we're involved in. You'll also find on my website a uh, beautiful little symbol of a dragon that will connect you to the Sacred Site Tour that we will be doing in England and Scotland at the end of September and linking together some of the sacred vortex sites in England, southwest of England and Scotland and the ley lines that link them together. And also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com and the Ambassadors of Light program that we have uh, every two weeks where, again, I'll give you an update um, as to what I believe is happening in the world current time. I have with me today Stuart Pierce, and Stuart gave us a wonderful introduction in the first segment to who he is and an insight into his world, and he's going to be continuing helping us understand the significance of sound and our own individual voice in particular. So, Stuart, please continue. Hey, hi. Hi, hi, hi. So, I think before our break, I, you, you'd ask me the question of how I discovered um, the possibility of what it was to open up the human voice and my own personal story in relation to it. So I, I think I got to the point where I'd uh, made this, this direct transference between being an actor and working with actors as a voice coach. Um, and the point that I really wanted to share with the listeners is that, um, that we're open to the possibility of the fact that sound as a healing modality is a very vast force 
And, of course, we normally think of sound as a healing modality within the substance of the way that musical instruments or other forms of instruments like um, crystal bowls can produce a resonance feature that brings about profound harmony within our bodies. Um, my particular contribution is to suggest to us that we already have an instrument within our beings that when we use it in certain ways, it can create very profound harmony within and the instrument that I'm talking about is our own voice. That there is, uh, there, there is an understanding throughout the peoples of our planet that sound is at the very core of creation, and that our own voices give, give ourselves a form of creation. So, for example, if we think of the very first sound that we made, the great roar of life as we came from our mother's birth canals, and we breathe, and we make the great <laughs> sound, that that sound, it's believed in, in a number of esoteric texts, is a sound that resonates throughout the cosmos forever. So there's something very powerful within our voices. And this is what I discovered as a voice coach. Um, it switched me back on to the, into rather the intuitive understandings of the way that uh, our beings function and indeed how I could elicit certain facilities for the actors that I was working with of being able to move into uh, the substance of truth because Great acting is based on the truth of feeling statement. If you believe it, you want to watch it. If you don't believe it, you switch the TV off or leave the cinema, the, the theater, uh, the movie house, and, um, and you, you know, literally stop, stop paying attention. So there is a way that our voices can produce a sound that draws the listener in, and um, I, I believe that I'm doing that right now, at least I hope I'm drawing you in, by using a sound that is very magnetic, that comes from the very core of our beings, which I refer to as being our note, that we each have a note, we each have a signature sound, that is a sound that arises right out of the very middle of our, our torso, and, and it effectively it comes out of our hearts, because the heart has always been referred to as being the seat of the soul, and the sound that I'm speaking of, this signature note, is the song of our soul. If we place truth in the heart, we communicate the absolute essence of truth. There's a very famous proverb that says, when words arise from the heart, they will enter the heart. Whereas if words arise from the tongue alone, they will not pass beyond the ears. So when you sort of think about the vibration that we're used to hearing from the cerebral domain, I mean, I'll stop doing this in a minute, um, you know, this is the sort of sound that we hear so often, particularly in large metropolitan communities um, in, throughout the world, but often in the United States of America, uh, where there's this very high energy. I'll stop doing this and I'll go back to Please the do. sound that I was actually making. <laughs> so there's a, there's a sort of differential that you can hear that when I do this, there's somehow a level of resonant truth which is infinitely greater than when I go there. That's very cerebral. Perhaps that's about the exchange of ideas rather than the exchange of feelings. So this I was doing for actors, and people, the actors that I worked with were saying, this is absolutely extraordinary. You've helped me so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I started to work intuitively because people claimed me to be clairvoyant. I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew that I was helping people to empower. This was during the 80s. And then in 1987, a friend who owned a crystal store in Glastonbury, Somersetshire, in the United Kingdom, which, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is literally the heart chakra of the world, and invited me to read for the many people that he had booked in as a clairvoyant in this store during a very unique conference 
which we now call the Harmonic Convergence. This was during August 15, 16, 17, 1987. And literally, from an astrological point of view, a grand trine opened in the heavens, a very powerful astrological configuration, which allowed vast amounts of cosmic energy to enter into our planetary domain and also awakened the Earth vortices that Peter was referring to just now that, of course, are the vital pulses and veins of our planet. So I was working in this crystal store in Glastonbury and, to be honest, felt, felt very fatigued. So during the lunch break, I did what my teachers had taught me, which is to meditate and regain energy, and I went and sat on Glastonbury Tor, which is a very large hill, um, surrounded by many other people who were there for this unique festival. And as I meditated, after about two minutes of meditation, I heard 12 extraordinary harmonics, which surprised me, 12 individual notes. And I opened my eyes, and literally in the air in front of me were 12 huge orbs, different colors. And I heard in my consciousness, we are the angels of Atlantis, and we are going to give you a temple of sound healing that you will call the alchemy of voice. I thought I was delusional, so I turned to the person sitting next to me and said, do you see what I'm seeing? And he said, yeah, yeah, man. And I realized that he was completely stoned. <laughs> I'm not going to get any rational sense out of he. However, these beings of light then disappeared, but kept returning to me. And when they returned to me, I heard the voice of their countenance within my own being, within my consciousness, teaching me about the whole substance of the fact that as I've revealed to you, you listeners, that we each have a note, that the note in, in the bygone days was referred to as the song of the soul. Indeed, in the, in the Roman civilization, in the Latin civilization, it was known as persona, which in Latin means per, through, sona, sound. So men and women at that time found their voices so that they could utter persona, which meant that they were actually conveying the very core, the very pith, the very heart, the very soul of their being to each other. And as a result of that, there would be a harmonizing or stabilizing feature in the way that they lived their lives and indeed conducted their politics and so forth. So, Stuart, how, so how, here, do, people, how do people actually... arose the whole oh. substance of alchemy. Because what's interesting is that most of us don't know what our note is because we haven't been introduced to it, even though we have a sense of the quality or the essence of our being. And that if, for example, we are held in tension, if we are held in disharmony, disharmony if we're held in disenchantment or disillusionment or disenfranchisement, our bodies always register that and our voices are never the clear instruments that they could be. And so the angel suggested to me, by the use of alchemy, I could transmute any of the negative holdings that the individual may be experiencing into positive freedoms with the, in the understanding that the vibrational frequency of our planet is a dualistic frequency, it's binary, but nothing is singular, everything is plural. So where there is incarceration, there is freedom. Where there is guilt, there is innocence. Where there is depression, there is always expression. Where there is hate, there is love. Where there is the dark, there is the light. And that, that list goes off into infinity, of course. So sound as a core vibration at the very, at the very center of creation has the ability to help us transmute alchemically the negative 
into positive and so at heart that's really what the temple is about so just pause for a moment Stuart so a question for me then is what comes first do you, do you find your true voice first or do you have to clear all of the energies you mentioned before you reach that, that place um, I, can be, I believe it can be either or but in my, in my experience of, uh, of teaching this over the last 30 years that it, firstly it's about addressing whatever the issue is whatever the dis-ease is what the dis-ease is, or what the disharmony is, or what the disenchantment is. And it, it could be to do with a fear of public speaking, or it could be to do with the manifestation of a cancer, or it could be to do with, for example, the client that I just had, a um, wonderful American lady that I just had on uh, a Skype consultation, is, it has been insomniac for the last 10 years. And so we were looking into why she should choose unconsciously not to sleep during night, during, uh, you know, the pattern of uh, night sleep. And what we discovered is that 10 years ago, there was a very traumatic situation that she experienced in her life, which I won't go into because it's obviously confidential information, which had affected her to such an extent that she found it very difficult to be able to move into sleep state because she was constantly moving through a pseudo-protection, even though the, the, the situation that she was involved in took place 10 years ago, and she hasn't been anywhere near it since then. And what I discovered is that she placed this area of tension around her throat chakra. I discovered this through a diagnostic process that I used with her. Um, which is touching into the unconscious or touching into, if you like, the right brain. And she was able to show me where the energy was held and described it as being light blue, which, of course, is the throat chakra. And the light blue was covered by a mantle of dark blue, which is, of course, going into a baser frequency than the lighter frequency, which is to do with freedom. And so by even if, if it was through Skype, by sounding the vowel sound that is most resonant within the throat chakra, she was actually able to experience immediately a profound peace, a profound release taking place within that part of her body. And um, subsequently wrote me a very quick email saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In the meantime, I will actually also send her a recording that I've made of the OM, uh, sustained OM, it's called Angelic OM Healing, which is designed very specifically because the angels channel through my voice as I om to create an even more implicit healing from that that we've already maintained. So, Stuart, we're actually coming up to our, our next break. So we'll take the break now and we'll return with Stuart Pierce in a moment. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Many of us make choices in our lives based on how others react. But what should really matter is making our life choices based on what we intuitively feel. By tuning in to The Mystic and the Mystery with Inspired Intuition hosts Beth Porosik and Christine McIver, you'll receive the tools and inspiration you need to do just that. Your fears do not have to drive you, and you are naturally intuitive, creative, and whole. By believing in yourself, you can live the life you've been longing for. 
Listen for The Mystic and the Mystery every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Voice America for providing this opportunity for Stuart and I to have this uh, conversation today, but for their continued support of me on this show, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. To my producer, Brandy, and to my regular engineer, Matt, a really deep, deep gratitude for the great work that you are doing on our behalf. I just wanted to return to... Stuart's story before the break because what he was describing there is the healing opportunity through the sound frequency through the throat chakra is very very appropriate in the sense that we are in Taurus right now and, and in the work that we're doing with the landscape zodiac and in general what, what were the traditional cycles of time uh, returning to much greater awareness and consciousness and so things happen in a timely fashion and so the fact that Stuart did that clearing work through the throat chakra which is uh, the throat chakra is the chakra of Taurus and giving that lady in some way her voice back from the tension she was under is very very timely and in the moment uh, I do want to return to the 12 archangels of Atlantis uh, that Stuart mm-hmm. mentioned in his wonderful experience on Glastonbury Tour because I was uh, very fortunate to receive a set of the Angel of Atlantis oracle cards from Stuart And I do want him to talk a little bit about that set of oracle cards, but I decided before the show today to pull a card for the show, and I I pulled the card from Raziel, one of the archangels, which was Faith. And uh, we'll talk about the card in a moment with Stuart, but it's very, very appropriate again, because when you hear what the story of that Faith is, it's very much in alignment with the new moon in Taurus, solar eclipse which is taking place over the next 24 hours and there's a very very important opportunity for you our listeners to take to grasp at this time and it's this Ratziel card of faith that is really significant so Stuart I'll ask you actually to uh, talk about that card but also talk about the deck in general Mm. Mm. and um, if I may just on a personal note I happen to be a (laughs) Taurus 
this wonderful radio program. Yes. And the two cards, I thought I'd choose two cards because you've chosen one so that we have a configuration of three and we know that three is the number behind all manifestation. And the cards, literally I just shuffle the pack and cut the cards into two piles. And the first card is Gabriel and the card is inspirational. So I find that very extraordinary because Gabriel, of course, is the divine messenger that is in complete alignment with the substance of what we're speaking, that messages come to us through all sorts of different agencies, but one of the chief ways that we convey messages are through our voices. And the card denotes inspiration, which, of course, is <laughs> inspirare. Inspiration is inspirare, inspirazione, which means of divine influence. And, of course, we refer to it as being our breath, because when we breathe in, we inspire, and when we breathe, breathe out, we expire. So it's reminding us that Raziel reminds us that through faith, we can connect with the vital flow of force that arises from the source, which we see as God's breath, and it becomes our breath. And the second card is from Metatron, the supernal teacher, and it's all about divine, divine intelligence. Um, and, you know, there is Metatron, who, interestingly, is the only other angel that stands or sits on the right-hand side of the divine, and was the great prophet Enoch, who is considered to be a man of infinite wisdom, and of great kindliness and grace. So when he moved through his latter years, and I believe that he lived hundreds of years, uh, that he was invited into heaven and ascended into heaven in a chariot of fire, which today we call the Merkabah, and is sitting on the right-hand side of the divine. So it seems that we have some very powerful angels and ministers of grace around us during this unique conversation that we're having. And, and for me, uh, what, what is critical at this time is with this new moon in Taurus and the solar eclipse is it seems to me that it's, it's an opportunity to finally close the door on all of the aspects of our lives that are not helping us move forward on our path to freedom and grace and love and joy and to close that door in full faith that the new door is waiting to open for you to go on your sacred journey, your pilgrimage, to dig deep and really get a feel and understanding for yourself and set yourself free from all of the conditioning that we've received uh, over our lifetimes. So where do you fit with that, Stuart? I think that's absolutely wonderful. <clears throat> absolutely wonderful and completely congruent with something that I was hoping that I may be able to share. And it's this substance of um, what Peter's already recommended, which is this oracle this oracle that comes produced by the 12 angels of Atlantis. There are 12 because we're all waking to the possibility of the resonance frequency of the universe. Um, but the planetary frequency of Earth is seven, and so we know the seven wonders in the world, and the seven deadly sins, and the seven basic chakras. And now we're evolving, now we're gestating, now we're literally mutating into understanding more about the configuration of 12, and so we see the 12 months of the year, the 12 signs of the zodiac, the 12 meridian lines in the body, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 angels of Atlantis. I mean, you know, the significance of 12 goes on and on and on within our consciousness. Now, the point that I wanted to make apropos what you just said, Peter, is that, that we're moving through a vast wave of angelology at this time, but in our history and in our evolutionary force, 
that this is a very unique time. The angels teach me that this is the third great wave of angels on our planet, that millions and millions of angels are here. So wherever we go, we hear people speaking of angels, speaking of angelic presence. Uh, if you walk into any great bookstore, you'll see books and books and books about angels. Now, I believe that they come to help us through this remarkable time that we're living a vortex of spiritual revolution and that they come because we have worked hard to individuate ourselves as the great Carl Jung gave us the practice of individuation. In other words, what we've done is we've prepared ourselves through healthy, healthy countenance to unplug from the patriarchy because the patriarchy always looked after us. And here we are making this this huge revolution, this transition from being owned by our fathers or by our bosses or by our kings or by our whomever, in, in normally in male form, into a rebirthing of our soul so that we become completely autonomous within the substance of our sovereignty, within the substance of our personal power. So we take full responsibility for the fact that we don't give our power away to somebody, we fulfill the power of our, uh, by, by our own, um, through our own destinies. The difficulty is, I believe, that there's an inherent fault in our individuation process that we've moved into uh, a quasi-state of hubris where we feel that we can actually control all of it or manage all of it. And what we're seeing is we can't. And so the angels step in to say, you are not alone. You are all one, and we will help you. So if we have problems, if we have strife, if we have unique challenges, which many people seem to have at this time of great transition, that we can call upon the angels, and particularly I offer these angels, these 12, in a summit conference to really help us to make swift changes and easy changes and changes that actually are filled full of inspiration and love rather than through the desperation and the sickness that we see happening in so many people's choices. So, Stuart, we're coming up to our final break there, and we'll take that break with one more fascinating segment to come with Stuart Pierce. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. 
because shift happens. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. Having a wonderful, delightful chat with Stuart Pierce uh, today and revealing some absolutely fascinating information. So, Stuart, just give us your information if anybody wants to contact you directly through your uh, website and perhaps uh, what's, what's the latest for you. Oh, yeah, fantastic, Peter. Thank you. <clears throat> well, of course, I've spent a lot of time talking about the alchemy of voice and these extraordinary angels of Atlantis. And so the, the two websites that cater for these two strands of the work that I'm offering everybody, the contribution that I'm making to the world, one is uh, com. That's thealchemyofvoice.com and www.theangelsofatlantis.com theangelsofatlantis.com and these two websites uh, are fairly extensive and provide the viewer with a, a great deal of information about the nature of my work and where I work all over the world and how for example at the moment the temple of the alchemy of voice is divided into 12 unique pillars or 12 unique workshops that are designed in the way that the ancient mystery school trainings were designed to enliven people, to inspire people, to enchant people, so that we may literally embody the force of our soul in a much more exquisite, in a much more unique, in a much more inspirational or enchanting way than perhaps we have in, in, in bygone ages. That we are here to literally embody the divine. And one of the chief ways that we can do this is through sound. As we hear at the beginning of the fourth gospel, in the beginning was the, the word, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. Um, so, yeah, and there are, many, there are many facilities, Peter. I mean, for example, I do, like you, run retreats around the world. I go regularly to Egypt. And, in the, and this summer, indeed, I will be holding a retreat in the Dominican Republic, which I think is the seventh time that I've been there. Um, which is a very unique project to do with an eco-sustainable community that I'm mentoring in the Dominican. The Dominican because it's actually um, a high escarpment of Atlantis. And we know this because there is a stone, a mineral that we can find there, which is only at this time found on the Dominican Republic. And that's Latimar. And Latimar is this beautiful blue-green stone that Edgar Cayce called the Atlantis Stone. So we literally work with this mineral and the angels come and take us through a retreat, which is called Seven Steps to Heaven. So if anybody's interested, please just uh, go online to thealchemyofvoice.com, and you'll see the retreat page. And you've also got... Peter, a, we, were, we were talking about 
um, all of this, all of the wonderful work that you're doing and hopefully some of the wonderful work that I'm doing and how we're reaching through a very unique time uh, and how the listeners may, may have uh, thoughts or questions in their own consciousness about how this work applies to our journey right now. Is there anything specific that um, I could speak about? Well, yeah, of course, before you do that, you also have a, a new set of Oracle cards out, do you not? Oh, thank you. Yes, I do. We just, uh, literally, we've just published. So they will be in the American bookstores during June. Uh, this is the second Oracle produced by the Angels of Atlantis. On this occasion, it's called the Angel Heart Sigils, because the angels, these 12 unique beings, most of whom we know very well. There is Michael, there is Gabriel, there is Sandalphon, there is Metatron, there is Raziel, there is Raphael, there is Uriel, these beings that we know. Um, they've given us their hearts, and they've given us their hearts in these small geometric, geometric patterns that are rather like glyphs. And they're known in, in the old grimoires as sigils. Sigil means a magical symbol that holds the essence of an entity. Um, so they, I channeled these. They gave them to me in, um, last year, and I've created another oracle. So it's the sort of second step after the first oracle, which was really designed to awaken the left brain to the possibility of spiritual intelligence. And now the heart of the angels come in to awaken the right brain so that we can begin to see a very finite configuration opening between left and right that literally moves on a vertical shaft into our heart, and therefore we can move into a much more profound sense of our own super coherence. But love is all there is, and that the heart has a secret chamber where a very wise magician lives. So, Stuart, we've only got a couple of minutes left, and what I'd like you to do is just um, indicate what, because I noted in your book you talked about December 21st, 2012, as being significant, so I'd just love you to uh, inform our listeners about what you have uh, witnessed, experienced yourself since that date. Now we're several months on. Yeah. Um, va- vast riches, vast riches. It's, it's been very subtle. Um, we human beings love to, you know, we wait for the Red Sea to part, naturally. God moves <laughs> in mysterious ways. Um, it's been very subtle. And what I've seen is the window of possibility that we were given has become a probability that there's a portal that is open for us into the fifth dimension. We see this happening because people are more awakened to the substance of their spirits. People are more awakened to the spirit of our planet through eco-principles. This week we've had the most extraordinary um, awakening to the possibility of the fact that there is intelligent life beyond humanoid life living within the galaxy. This is the disclosure project that's been steered by Dr. Stephen Greer of SETI. Um, and anybody can go online and see some very remarkable information about that that was held as confidential is now being proclaimed in the public domain that we are in contact with teeming life within the galaxy. It's just that the life is not humanoid. And so these beings come at this time to allow us to understand that we can, through intelligent technology, shift the possibility of the negativities that exist. This combines with what I was saying in answer to your question about December the 21st, that we're seeing very remarkable revolutions of consciousness take, take place around our world that is waking us to the power of love 
and away from the love of power. So over the next few months, we're going to see vast changes taking place. And I personally consider it to be an utter delight. <laughs> well, that's a great place to finish you at night. And I totally agree with you. And I'm feeling very much uh, the same as you. And it is a delightful time. And thank goodness we're alive on the planet to be part of this today. I really want to thank you, Stuart, for a wonderful show. I've really, really enjoyed this time with you, and you've given us some great insights. And uh, I hope that our listeners will uh, check in with Stuart's work at www.thealchemyofvoice.com and all the wonderful work that he's doing. So, Stuart, thank you so much for today. Bless you, Peter. It's been an absolute joy. And if I may say, I feel that there's a, there's a very large force that's come about between us, um, a force of great goodness and a great benign countenance. And I'd, you know, if it's appropriate, I would love to come back and, and, and take our conversation further at some point in the future. Well, I'd love to do that too. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We will do that. So next week, actually, I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to have my own show, and I'm going to be talking about what has happened, what has transpired since uh, December in my own world and in my own understanding, and also talk about our recent trip to England, Scotland, and France, and talk a bit about what uh, was revealed there for us. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.